as a lover, as an individual. You know, the Bible says that he knows the amount of hairs on our head, right? Like, this is just but a, the, the tip of the iceberg of how personal God truly is with his children. Like, to say God knows us is like an understatement. He knows every little thing about us. Every breath that we've made from the moment we awaken to the moment we sleep. And he's so in love that he's made this private place just for us so that he can tell us secrets. See, when we have our prayer Monday, 11 a.m. is our prayer. When we intercede, we talk a lot about not just doing shotgun prayers, which praying is great. But we want to co-labor with God's heart for our city and our region. Very specifically, we want to ask him, God, what's on your heart this Monday morning that you're wanting to pray out over the city and over the region? What's a secret that you have that you're wanting to share this morning? There's a place reserved for the lovers. And it all starts with you searching and seeking out God's heart. If I had to title this message, it would be pretty simple. It would be just search. I'm not one for titles, but I think the word search is going to really bring this entire message and equipping moment together. I'm going to read Psalms 27. In the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, here's the one thing that I crave from God and the one thing that I seek above all else, and it's the privilege of living with him in every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory. But check this out. <laughs> he says, listen and you can hear the shouts of praise to the Lord. He says, Lord, when you say to me, seek my face, my inner being responds, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. See, this is the nature of relationship between God and man. The nature of the relationship between God and man is that when God says, come after me, all that I am responds with, yes, sir. You see, this is, is, is bridal love, the bride of Christ, versus those that are just in the church trying to do the best they can. It's the distinguishing line between relationship and legalistic works and us trying to do good things for God. Because, beloved, I'm telling you, in all your works and you trying and trying and trying, you're not going to be made right with God. It's just understanding the faith in Jesus that you have. So, so there's this point where God is saying to all of us daily, come away with me and seek my face. And our spirit man and our innermost being cries out, yes, sir. And I believe it's up to us to put our flesh in check and say, with everything I have, I'm coming after you. With everything I have. Another translation says it like this. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. The word seek there where it says, I'm, where he says, seek my face, where he, he gives this question and this offer. The word seek means a desire to seek in order to find. The simplicity of searching is to find. The entire reason why you search for something is to find it. I was in a church service. There was a church service way back when we were in, and, and, and 
They didn't believe in, in, in outlandish praise and worship. And that's okay, you know. But, but I believe that there's an expression to praise sometimes that causes you to dance and get loud a little bit, right? If people can do it in the stands of a football game, we can do it in a church with songs of celebration, amen? And one morning they told me to get up on the podium before worship started and say, they wanted me to, you know, lead everybody into worship, tell them to give everything they have. And I thought to myself, there's absolutely no way I can do that because you're cutting off the praise. There's no way that I can put people in a position to search after something that they'll never find. When we walk with God, there's this calling to search him out. Guys, how many know sometimes searching takes time? Sometimes when, you, like, when you're really looking and searching for something, you don't just look and like, oh, there it is. When you're searching for something that you're really wanting to find, you turn the entire house upside down. And what God is calling his church to do now more than ever is when he whispers, come away with me, we immediately say, I'll come. If I can be honest, sometimes I wonder if my... Uh, my work family thinks I use the restroom too much. Because sometimes I hear God say, come away with me. And so I just want to go to the bathroom and love on him. You know, I think we're coming into a place, guys, where, uh, where the thing that God is calling for is not the big buildings and the lights, those are, though that's great. I think that there's this place where he's calling where what he wants is he wants his children to sit in his lap and love on him. He wants us to search for him so that he can reveal to us secrets. <laughs> There's such a great reward in searching. Doesn't the Bible say, seek and you'll find? A child's favorite game is hide and seek. Innately, we are called to want to find something. Can't tell you how many youth lock-ins we did where all they wanted to do was play hide-and-seek. I love hide-and-seek. It's so fun. Hide-and-seek is such a kid's game. It's beautiful. You hide, and then there's somebody that goes out and searches and finds it. It's exciting because when you find it, you're like, yay, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you found me. The heart of our daddy God is simply that, that he wants to be found by you. I think a lot of times we treat God like a one-night stand. Just meet me in the back of my car for a second. See, God is wanting to reveal his secrets to lovers that will find him when it's inconvenient. That say, I will search until I find. Just the other day, Pastor Jonathan Petty lost his cell phone on our couch. We couldn't find that mug. We heard it beeping. Beep, 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 beep. We're like, where is it? Where is it at? It was like inside the couch. We had to like, it was in there. And then I told him the story. We had a cat that got stuck in a couch. We had to cut the couch open. It's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, what are you doing, cat? <laughs> now more than ever, beloved. Now more than ever. When he says to search and find me, I'm telling you, I want to encourage you and challenge you to drop it all and go and find him. The Bible's very clear. It says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That word there is what's used in the Old Testament, but it's a little bit different translation. It means craving to find. 
So in the Old Testament, the word is bakash, and it's a desire to seek and find. In the New Testament, under Jesus, that desire has now become a craving. No longer is it just enough for me to desire it. Yeah, yeah, I want that. Pastor David has an awesome teaching in worship. And he says, when you're craving a steak, you won't settle for a salad. Not going to settle for it. The desire is the craving now that we want to find you. <laughs> there was a lot of exposure this week in the body, huh, with the whole presidential stuff. I'm just going to be real here for a second. If you have a problem, you can talk to me after service about it. One of the things I told my pals when this all started, as I said, and I didn't prophesy it, I just, we were just talking. And I'm not one for politics. But I said, you know, I think Biden's going to win so the church can be shaken and exposed more. If you think that God's doing all this to shake the world up, you're wrong. He's doing all this and allowing these things to happen so the church, his bride, can be exposed. That's how much he cares for his church. He is a loving dad. He cares so much that what he wants is for the body of Christ to get it right. You know, Revelations talks about the wedding between Jesus and the bride, us, the church. My daughter, Kyla, she's five, and she's not dating till she's 45, but when she finds that man, you better believe I'm going to know everything about him. Everything. Because my daughter is not going to be married off to just anybody. As a father, I want to know. The same with my sons. When their bride comes, I want to know who she is. And I believe God's doing the same thing. He wants his son to receive the best bride possible. So it would only make sense that the church is just going to get shaken up even more. If it can be shaken, guess what, beloved? It's going to be shaken in your life, in your prayer life, in your intimate life, in the way you allow yourself to be offended, in your anger, in your patience. It's going to be shaken. The enemy's going to come and he's going to rear his head. If he came to Jesus face to face, he's going to come to you. And it's going to take more than just a good service to get us through the days ahead. It's going to take a little bit more. It's going to take you as an individual searching and craving one thing, and that's Jesus. That's knowing his heart, knowing his secrets. I think that sometimes, sometimes we can get into this place of commonality with God that even when we hear him say to call, we say, oh, in grace, it's okay. I'll be there later, God. Sometimes we allow this pseudo grace to truly, what it actually is, is it's commonality with God. He becomes common to us. And because he's common, the fear of the Lord is no longer there. And so compromise inches his way in. And before we know when he cries out, I want you, we say, hold on, God. There's nothing more worse in a marriage than a cold bed. Hashtag said that.
Guys, I just want to equip you with this word that if we're going to change our city and our region, the things that we're responsible for, if we're going to see things actually changed, it's going to take us searching him out with a whole heart. It's going to take us repenting from things that that we have been holding on to and compromising on. It's going to take us being in a place to where regardless of what we're doing, when he says to come, we go. There's times at night where I'm like, man, I got to go to sleep. God's like, I just want you to search me. And I set my alarm and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm only going to get that many hours of sleep. God, you know my heart. But I hear him calling. But I hear him calling. And my wife, Pastor Karen will come to me at times and she just says, I, 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 I want to wake up early to be with him. That's my time with Jesus. So she wakes up earlier than everybody. Earlier than early. The bride of Christ is coming into a place and into a position where the authenticity of your heart is going to be tested and where you stand with him will be exposed and will be made known to the world. I'm telling you. We said it last Sunday or the first Sunday. We said that now, we said that the world is going to be looking to the authentic church. I think we're going to start to see signs of that. Because of what's happening in politics and media and Hollywood and everything else, all the exposure, the world is looking for truth and authenticity. And guess where they're going to look? The last place they thought, the Jesus people. And we will be there in grace and in mercy and love, not judgment saying, I told you so. But we will be there understanding with Father's heart to put a ring on their finger, to clothe them, to give them a kiss, to put them on some shoes and throw them a party when they walk in. If there's one thing I know about the Father's heart is that he is longing for the restoration of the body of Christ in this nation, in this world. So, God, what do we do in this, this little building and our little city and our little county? God, what can we do? What we can do is as individuals enthrone him on our heart every single day. There's going to be a time, guys, where there will be other church members who will run to you saying, let me have some of your oil. The only way you know somebody else has oil is if it's visible and manifested in their life. You ever been around somebody and you're like, man, I know that person's been with Jesus. Then you ever been around somebody else and you're like, maybe. They're good people. I'm telling you guys. When people come looking for the oil, they're going to know not because you're just talking about it, but because your life exhibits the oil of God. They're going to know the oil you carry by the lifestyle that you live when no one's watching. The victory of the Lord starts in the place where you're searching him at home all alone when it's just you and him. That's where the victory starts. King David gave us a perfect example. So in our day-to-day, guys, let me read this scripture one more time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Check this out. In Psalms 27, the Passion Translation, it says, God has smuggled me into a secret place where I'm kept safe and secure, out of the reach from all my enemies. Triumphant now, I'll bring him my offerings of praise, singing, shouting with ecstatic joy. He's bringing me into his secret place 
out of the reach of my enemies. And because I'm there, I now understand I am triumphant. So from that place of victory, I will bring him my offering. How beautiful is this? Is that the moment you wake up, you are smuggled and nestly, nestled right under the wing of God, in the shadow of who he is. You are in Jesus. And so from that place of victory, now all the offerings that you bring unto him are worthy. When he says, come and find me, let your heart come into agreement and say, I'm going to find you. God, stand with me. Jonathan, thanks for standing, staying up here, bud. It really adds, you know? Yeah. It really adds. It's kind of prophetic, you know? Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to brag for a second. God knows my heart, but just check this out, y'all. One of my favorite things is when someone sends me a message and they say, hey, I just want to say thank you for doing what you guys are doing at Destiny Church because the other day, my so-and-so was at Walmart or Big Lots or CVS or Walgreens and somebody from your church came up and prayed with them. Somebody came up from your church and did this and they were healed and whatever may have happened. And you know, as a pastor, that makes me really, really happy. But like as a spiritual father and stuff, like that even just makes me even more ecstatic. And I always think about God's heart. Like I, I ask that a lot. One of the things I, I, I tell Karen Austin is like, man, like if, if I'm that happy with it, imagine God's heart. How are we going to change the city? How are we going to change the region? Is by making people aware of who Jesus is by living a loud lifestyle of our faith. And it all starts with you seeking and searching because there are secrets he wants to reveal to you. How amazing that you're in Walmart. Just the other day, David shared a testimony where God said, go to this store and go down the what aisle? The office. Go where the office supplies are. And there was a, there was a lady that was there. Sure enough, there she was, and, and David began to just release the heart of God over her. How amazing that, 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 that God wants to reveal to you a secret so that when you're going through the supermarket or whatever it may be, God highlights something. I'm telling you guys, we may be in the Bible Belt, but there's a lot of people in our area that are unfamiliar with just how personal God is. They may know some scriptures, and they may know, I'm trading my sorrows. But there's some words that only God knows in the depth of their heart, secrets, that will help them to understand just who he is. And he wants you to do that. That's co-laboring. That's Genesis, guys. That's Genesis lifestyle. He wants to co-labor. He wants to reveal secrets. But before all that, he wants to be able to utter the words, come and search me. And immediately we say, yes, sir. God, you're good. Whoo! Man. Just hold your hands out, beloved. I'm going to close out with this thing real quick. Father, I just ask that your people here and now, God, would just receive a new understanding of secret place. 
Look, I want to encourage you that if you need to repent for the way you've been stewarding and cultivating your secret place, if you haven't already from earlier, just, just right now, just ask the Lord, just forgive me. God, I repent. Change my mind on the way I view my secret place and my at-home prayer life. And though, yes, I do pray. Yes, I pray at home. But there's things that, God, you're calling me into that I've just kind of been common to and like, ah, later, later, later. So, Jesus, we just repent. We ask that there be a revelation in receiving more of who you are. God, the end game is not better services. The end game is, is not revival. The end game is not people laying out on the floor. It's you. It's your heart. It's Jesus enthroned over our city and our region. It's families healthy. It's, it's atheists coming to the knowledge of Jesus. It's agnostics and Buddhists understanding the goodness of God and repenting and giving their hearts to Jesus. God, it's your heart that no man should perish. So let that be our heart as well. Father, I pray that your people this morning receive a new understanding of stewarding secret place. May they be farmers in the kingdom. May they understand how to sow and how to till and how to break up ground and exactly how to sow seed. And God, give them specific times when to speak words. A word in due season. Father, for the families that are represented here in our beautiful city, we speak blessing, spiritual prosperity, natural prosperity, health and wholeness. That your people understand that they are called to change the world. It all starts at home in our secret place. So Jesus, I, I declare boldness. If there's someone here that are, that are maybe a little like, I don't know, I haven't really spoken over anybody in a while. I declare a boldness and a confidence over your daily outreach. Over your intentional evangelism, I declare confidence. Jesus, I pray that we would just begin to sow into the world around us your heart. Not for fame, not for our name on the billboard, but because more and more people will know who Jesus is in the goodness of God. We want to represent you exactly the way you want us to. We don't want to share, speak, or disciple people the way that we think they should be. We want to disciple and share with people your heart the way you think they should be. So, Lord, even here in our hearts, God, if there's anything political in our hearts we need to repent of, I ask that we repent. If it's not of your heart, but it's an idea that's all of our own, we repent, God. I know that's a tough thing, but I feel that. Lord, refresh every heart in this place. Let, they, let them know just how in love you are with them. And Lord, let this year, God, be a year in which we trust you and we come with humble and open hearts to repent of anything that's not of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whoo, man, my belly is on fire right now. Like my belly is burning so much right now. I want to ask you if there's anything you need prayer for, anything at all, job, family. Hey, I just need some encouragement. The altars are open. We're going to have some of our, our, some of our prayer team down here.